are now listening to Random Ramblings. It's your boy B-Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Ramblers with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week, or however you listen to podcasts. If you're a first-time listener, I'd like to thank you oh so much for giving my show a try. And if anybody recommended you to me, why don't you go ahead and lean over and give that person a crisp high-five. I mean, the CDC regulations have uh, laxed a little bit now. Um, they still warn against, uh, you know, not washing your hands and sanitizing and things like that. But uh, you can get a little closer now. If you are fully vaccinated, if you got uh, both doses of your shots, you've had your incubation periods, um, you did your Johnson & Johnson or whatnot, uh, you don't have to wear a mask if you don't want to. But you still need to abide by the rules that are issued by private establishments and public establishments alike, such as Walmart and other places that you go to. They have the right to refuse service to anyone that does not comply with their rules and regulations and the guidelines of the CDC. And I'm not reading this. I'm I'm just telling you this out of a common sense perspective and whatnot. So um, regardless of everything I just said, if you want to lean over, give that person a crisp high five, I would recommend that you do so safely, sanitize before, give them the high five, sanitize after, get back a safe distance because you don't want to be in nobody's personal space anyway, breathing their fucking breath, air and shit, you know, they could have had sashimi earlier in the day and it's still sitting on their breath because they followed it up with like a beer or something because I mean, you having a exotic cuisine but you're gonna have old funky ass skunk beer and shit i don't understand beer i mean there's people that are connoisseurs of beer they want to try different beers and everything and i have done so the same because i want to see what all the fuss was about because I, I don't like beer so people's like oh try this pale ipa the strawberry joint and everything which sounds delicious when you utter the words let me get this strawberry uh, beer or ale or whatever the fuck they call it then you taste that shit and it tastes just like a fucking coolest light it, they all taste the same beer no matter how you slice it no matter how many orange peels or rinds you put in that bitch it all tastes the fucking same beer is fucking nasty god damn disgusting i'll take a hard cider i'll take a smirnoff ice because people view those shits and wine coolers as not a manly drink or whatever. Fuck you. Them shits is delicious though. I take 1,200 gallons of Seagram's uh, freaking escapes over a goddamn uh, Budweiser. Yeah, I said it. Fuck you, you beer drinking motherfuckers. But not really. I'm not saying that in a malicious way. It's just like I don't like beer. Some people don't like broccoli. Some people do. That's just how it is. I don't like fucking beer. I drink alcohol all day, except for beer. Exclude it. I drink some wine. Give me some wine. I like Stella Rosa. 
my wife put me on wine when we first met and whatever. I thought wine was disgusting, but when you find the right wine, you know, it's all good. But at the same time, I, you could say that about beer. Like, well, Rob, you just haven't found the right beer. Nah, bitch. I've had all manner of beer, you know, all kinds, and every single one of them are fucking nasty. Some are more tolerable than others, but overall, all them bitches is nasty. So I think you're an alcoholic. You have alcoholic problems if you like beer. <laughs> uh, that's mean. I'm sorry. But anyway, if you don't want to go through all the rigor morale, you don't want to read up on the CDC guidelines. You just want to remain safe and still um, tell that person thank you for recommending you to me. Get out your social media app of choice and send them a well-crafted DM doing such. Speaking of social media, you can find the Random Rounds with Rob on various social media platforms to include Twitter at 3R Show, which has become a place of spam. I guess people would see that spam of beautiful black women which I don't have a problem with that either. And it's not just strictly black women, but it's more of, you know, my taste or whatever. Nothing against uh, any women of any other ethnicity or whatever. I can't, I have a problem saying that word. But uh, black ladies is my jam, you know, darker the better. And I didn't always feel that way about, you know, the darker ladies or whatever. My wife is dark though. So I guess that's what kind of changed my, my taste to it. I wasn't always a titty man either. I didn't always like the titty meat, as I like to say all the time. But my wife made me into that. I guess I love my wife is what I'm saying. So yeah, that's what that is. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. I kind of think about these things. I mean you you know you put a you try to put as much positivity in your life as possible. But, you know, sometimes you have to deal with the harsher realities of life. You know, I am on my second marriage, you know, and I've often said, not often, but like it's our internal thing. It's just one of those known things to me to where like if for whatever reason this marriage does not work out, uh, I don't think I will ever get married again, you know, and to look back upon this podcast in a time capsule or whatnot, you know, 30 years from now, 20 years from now, 10 years from now to go back to this episode, episode 274 and hear me talking about how much I love my wife, her titties, her booty and all those other things. Who knows where we will be in that time, you know? This is crazy to think about. I mean, would we ever, would we, not would we ever, I mean, always optimistic to me to where like, I think we'll be together forever till death, till the actual words, till death, till we either kill each other or we die. <laughs> but um, yeah, 10 years from now, how relevant would this conversation be to the situation that I'm in? Just think about those things, you know, or Within five or ten years from now of this recording, episode 274, will I still be doing this? Will the RSS feed still be up? Will this thing still be accessible? Because you still have to pay for this to be out in the world and whatnot. So like all those dead podcasts 
that are freaking just out there floating in the ether, somebody's still paying those RSS feeds, you know, unless it's like a SoundCloud or whatever, because, you know, you can do like the free services and whatnot. But even with those, there's a space cap and everything. So there's just random podcasts that people have abandoned that are just floating out there in the ether or whatnot to, you know, never be heard from again. You know, the podcast fade, as we call it, in the business, as I do air quotes. But, yeah, that's what's happening at 3R Show on Twitter. Man, I'm just going through a whole bunch of life stuff right now, just clearing my mind. This is only the intro. God damn it. And um, other places you can find me on social media to include Instagram at the 3R show. And you can find this interview that you're listening to another version of it. Visually, you can see me and Paul chop it up on the YouTube to search for 3R show. And for any other piece of business that I may have forgotten to mention, you can find it here. Not here, but you can hear me say it here. And you can go to randomrob.com and find all manner unto pertaining. There's merchandise there. And you can find different ways to help support the show. Um, one being is uh, hooking up the sponsor, man. Hooking up the sponsor. When you hook up the sponsor, you hook up yourself and me. But uh, Hooks, Rubs, and Spices is who I'm talking about. Long time uh, supporter of the show. And you can get 15% off your order. I got some new spices in the mail the other day with a fly-ass hat that sits to my left on top of my sewing mannequin head, which is aptly named E, is what my daughter named him or her. Didn't give me a specific gender. I just got a mannequin head on my desk that's holding my extra set of glasses. And it is wearing my Hooks, Rubs, and Spices hat that Hooks, Rubs, and Spices sent to me. Not only did they send me a, a fly-ass hat, which I'm taking a picture of right now and putting on my Instagram, which, once again, you can follow at The3R Show. But they sent me a delicious blend of spices, uh, one of which is a freaking labeled the H-Town AP uh, rub of spice, I think. I, I don't I don't remember. It's, it's a brand new spice. It's not the Smoky Burn. It's not the Mad Cow. It's not the freaking Fresh Catch. It's not some of the original flavors or some of the older flavors. It's some brand new shit. So they got an H Town themed flavor, all purpose, baby. You know, as you see, you heard my H Town come out. Yeah, baby. Um, also, we got the Taco Everyday seasoning, which I'm interested on how that's gonna taste on other things other than tacos. And remember, don't put it on the pink taco because. Uh, inflammation that's that's the thing that can happen and um i forget what the third one is but it's a uh, new to me so i'm interested to try all these flavors on my vegetables um my wife is making some pork loin right now for me to take to work so i hope she sprinkles some of that all purpose on there and i want to see what that tastes like in my mouth <laughs> but go to hooksrub.com you can get 15% off your order if you use promo code RANDOM. Yeah, let me finish posting this picture to Instagram real quick. So now, that was a longer and more ranty or random intro, if you will. So uh, let's get into the meat and potatoes, man. 
we got this uh, guest that, if you think about it, well, you know me, I'm thinking about it. It only makes sense that I would have had him on my show, but it did not make sense on to where it took so long to get him on the show. It, it would have seemed like a slam dunk. Who I am talking about, who I am referencing to, my guest that is joining me on this edition of the Random Rams with Rob podcast is one Paul Hawkins. Paul, I have been a guest of this man's show many a times, uh, randomly out of the ether of the internet, you know, because uh, we were we running similar podcast circles and everything. I don't, I, I forget the timeline, and I believe it's discussed upon in this uh, edition um, of when he started his podcast. It might have been around the same time. I think he might have been doing it a bit longer. Or shorter, who cares? But we we met via the internet, and it was one of those it's those mutual podcast support things and whatnot. You know, I'm a podcast, I'll follow you. You're a podcast, you follow me. You tweet something, I retweet it in support of you, because, I mean, we have the same grind, the same hustle, and everything. We're trying to get our content out to a broader audience, a different audience. So I use your audience to help me. You, you use my audience to help you that's how the podcast game works in some aspects you network and we had been networking vigorously you know just retweeting and interacting on twitter and one day he asked me onto his show and to help him review something i forget which it is because i've been on the show many times and you know my memory ain't the best that's why i do i'm documenting i'm recording for over five years, that's what this podcast is, is the documentation. It's a reservation, a reserve for my memories and everything. Because I say a lot of wild shit and I've had many a conversations that I don't remember. And people would be bringing up shit to me like, oh, man, you remember when you said this? And I'd be like, yeah, you know I remember that shit. And I'm lying through my motherfucking teeth. And I got a gap because I guess I lied a lot as a, a youth. So the, the lies was just flying through my teeth and it made a, a, a separation in the front. <laughs> so that's why I got a gap. I used to lie a lot when I was a kid. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I don't think that's the correlation to me having a gap. It's a gene thing. My father got one. My mama got one. And it's weird that those two people would get together and make a child and pass on the gap to me, which... In turn, I meet my wife. She has a gap. I have a gap. And we pass that down to our child that we have together. Some weird shit. Funny how things work out. Anyway, um, been on the show many a times. We have great times. We go on random tangents and whatnot. And um, most recently, you've heard, not the episode previous to this one, but the one previous to that one, of me and him uh, talking about the movie, the Losers, a recommendation that I gave to him upon uh, being on the show previous to that recording where we reviewed Scott Pilgrim versus the world. <laughs> and it's the conversation went all over the place and it led us to there and I recommended The Losers. And he's like, hey, why don't you come back on the show and we'll do The Losers. And that's kind of what it was. But riding in a car, listening to our episode or whatever, which I tend to do, if I'm on your show, Best believe I'm listening back to the episode again because I, I guess in some weird way I like to hear my voice or just seeing what I can do better as a guest, seeing if my audio equipment is everything. It's just 
technical standpoint. And I like to relive our conversation sometimes because I feel like we had fun, you know, just reliving the memories. After listening to the episode, I was like, why the fuck have I had Paul on my show? And this is what it boiled down to. Now, if you thought this intro was long, this episode is long. This is the precursor. This is the warning that this episode is almost three hours, two hours and 35 minutes to be exact. And it all stemmed originally from one question. Paul is not a native to the United States. He uh, he was imported. He moved here. So. The crux of the conversation is. What made Paul want to come to the United States? Why is he here? Was my question is my line of thought when talking to Paul, because it was something that always intrigued me. It never came up in any other instance when we had conversation, when we reviewed podcasts and anything. I just knew he had a, a lovely voice. And I, I remember at one time I wanted him to read uh, audio books for my child. We had that conversation a while back. I think it was when we did the review of uh, Lemony Snickers in a series of unfortunate events or some shit like that. I just listened to Paul talk and I was like, you should read children's books. That That was a thought process in my mind. But um, I want to actually have him on the show outside of the movie aspect of things. And this is what we came up with. Two hours and 35 minutes of Paul, all Paul. I, I wound him up and I let go and he just went off without a hitch. So this is going to be a two-parter. This is part one of my conversation or just my uh this is paul's ted talk and i just sat there and i listened and i enjoyed every minute of it so this is what it is so here's part one of my chat with paul hawkins a host of the blokebusters podcast on this edition of the random realms with rob podcast don't don't ask me why (laughs) (laughs) i my daughter will talk about like all these random things and uh, typically give the name that you're like, okay, you've never heard that name before. Like, how did you come up with that? Uh, although one name she keeps going back to is Addison or similar uh, names. So, and, you know, Addison, and then she'll just go to the alphabet. Addison, Caddison, Daddison. <laughs> like, uh, was it the name game? Banana, Fana, Fulfana? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. <laughs> but... But um, uh, it actually came about, that part, it came about from she had a whole bunch of Barbies. Uh, they're down here somewhere. Um, and uh, she was, she called one of them Addison. And so I said, hey, oh, like, what's that one? <laughs> and she said, that's Addison as well. So I said, well, surely it's got to be like the next one. <laughs> it's like Baddison or something. And then she kept asking me what the next ones in line would be. <laughs> and then so it was your fault. Yeah. I, I started that. And then all of a sudden, um, it seemed like everything just became Addison. If she needed a template name and then she would change it and say, actually, no, it's this. And it'll just be all these random names that she's just throws together. That always starts as Addison. Mm-hmm. Let me wolf this down real quick. 
Go ahead. Your show. <laughs> and I was just like, I got this because I'm working on, uh, you know, sewing machine. So I need like a little head to fit the stuff on. <laughs> and I put it on the table while she was in there eating. I was like, decorate it. And this is what she did. <laughs> okay. Very, uh, Let's have a look at that again. <laughs> yeah, very French. Mm-hmm. I'm just getting sort of a French feel. To it. Not, not quite the uh, the thin moustache, but uh, yeah. This is a robot. LOL. Ah. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> hmm. Uh, now I wish I could. It's been so long since I watched the um, the first episode of the reboot of Doctor Who, uh, but I would have called it the name of the the mannequins from that. <laughs> uh, I don't. Have you seen um, any of the new Who's? I haven't seen any Who. You haven't seen any Who at all. Okay, Mm-mm. fair enough. <laughs> I only know of it through pop culture references. Yeah, that's fairly typical. Um, especially over here, you either find people that are really, really into it mm-hmm. or haven't seen anything. It's been going on since like the fifties or some shit, hadn't it? Uh, yeah, I think the first the first series was some sometime in the sixties, and then it ran through um, how many different doctors was it? It was uh, seven different um, doctors through the original series, mm-hmm. and then they also did a sort of a made-for-TV movie thing Mm -hmm. uh, with Paul McGann. And that was all he was in. Uh, Because I think they were trying to kind of kickstart it again because it had been a while, and then they made that. And I think they were trying to make that the next thing. (laughs) And then nothing. Nothing came of it. And then they restarted it in 2005 with Christopher Eccleston as the ninth Doctor. Um, and uh, uh, that just took off. <laughs> so, yeah, it's um, it, an interesting show. I, I wasn't into the original Who for some reason. I think um, I was talking with someone about it. It's it's kind of interesting because like Doctor Who was always synonymous in England with somewhat slocky sci-fi. <laughs> you know, it was... Uh, it was a show that you knew what you were getting into. Um, it, it never had the biggest budget. <laughs> it, yeah. was, it was made very cheaply. That's why I've always then. heard of it. Yeah. Um, and and so, like, yeah, you, you could sometimes see the strings. You could tell it was someone, like, kind of wheeling off, like, off screen or pushing a door to automatically open and close it. Um, so it was, it felt very low budget. And, I don't know if just from what I was watching, I was used to slightly more slick productions. And so I just couldn't get into it. I didn't quite buy into it. And then when Eccleston came in and he knocked it out of the park, he was like, he was phenomenal as the doctor and that really hooked me. And then David Tennant came in after the first season back and David Tennant, for me, even though I absolutely love Eccleston and he doesn't get the recognition that he deserves for that role, uh, David Tennant is my doctor because <laughs> everyone has a doctor. And so yeah. he, he's definitely mine. And he, he was 
fantastic. And that I believe that uh, he was going to do good things anyway, but I really think that just rocketed him up as well. Um, Cause yeah, he, so he was in that. He was also, um, it, I don't know if you've seen the Harry Potter films, uh, but in, oh, yeah. uh, uh, in Goblet of, is it Goblet of Fire? I think it's Goblet of Fire. He's Barty Crouch Jr. in that. Um, so yeah, he, he's the one that, spoilers <laughs> for anyone. <laughs> see it. Uh, yeah, he's the one that pretends to be Mad-Eye Moody throughout the film, and then he changes back at the end, and it was just like, oh, that, that's Tenet. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he, he's kind of just uh, been slowly ingratiating himself in all of those things, and he, he's got He's got a fantastic sense of humor. Um, if you if you are able to, there's a series that he did. Um, he did Good Omens with uh, Mark. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. that that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> it was only like right. six episodes or something, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's based on the book that was Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman. Um, Terry Pratchett, unfortunately, died several years ago. Um, phenomenal writer uh, like this shit was hilarious. Like when the, um, the car caught on fire or some shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and that is it's kept together just through Crowley's will. <laughs> yeah, like that, like that type of writing. As you read the book of Good Omens, like that is throughout, like that that style of writing, those types of humor, especially you can tell that's a Terry Pratchett line right there, like that that type of thing that was all over Terry Pratchett's stuff. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it was uh, it, it was Tennant and Sheen um, in that, and then. Shortly after that, they made another series called Staged. Mm-hmm. They've, had, they've made two seasons of it. Uh, they started it during quarantine. And the entire point of the show, at least the first season, is they are playing themselves, trying to arrange putting on a play. Uh, and they're, like, they're talking to each other and um, like, you know, practicing, but all of these weird things are happening. Like There's all of... There's stuff with their agent that just keeps messing things up. Like people keep dropping out of it left and right. Uh, yeah, they're, uh, and they're just trying to deal with trying to put this on. Um, there's an entire episode where the running joke is they keep arguing over who's going to be billed first. Yeah. <laughs> and throughout the episode, the credits come on screen in the order that they're talking about it. <laughs> and so, um, and it, it it actually, um, the end of that episode has uh, one of my favorite little endings that they did for the series because they, they've been going on and on about this. They've been arguing like, okay, so they've got the same middle name, so that doesn't work. They can't like, use that. <laughs> Something like, uh, And then David Tennant spins this thing because Sheen um, has like won the argument um, saying that he's going to be billed first. And David Tennant is saying, you know, I'm, I'm considering going back to my, uh, my non-stage name, like change, like legally going to that and going by that from now on. And oh yeah, what is it? And so he gives the name it's like, well, like that works. I can see that. And he goes, well, you know what that means, don't you? And like Munchin just kind of looks at the camera for a second and it's just like, no and then it cuts right (laughs) just like a and it's something where like that particular joke had been stopped halfway through the episode and it's not referenced at all and then it's just that final little button at the end (laughs) so so damn um, have you seen a is a series i think they had um 
three seasons of it. It's called um, Miracle Workers. No, I I have it. I ha- mm. oh, I have access to it. Yeah. Um, and um, I wanted to watch it, but there was something where it was like my me and my wife decided we're going to watch it together. Oh, we decided that about things. a year ago. One of those things. <laughs> and we have a four year old daughter, so we'll eventually watch it. Yeah. Um. Is season is three seasons. It's all the same cast throughout the three seasons, but right. it's different stories within those three seasons. So season one is, um, you know what? I ain't going to even try to go in order because I, I forgot already because I watched so much shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. That, that, I know one, one season had was like in medieval times and shit. I think that's, that's either the second or third season. That's the second season, I think. Yeah. Season one is um where um Steve Buscemi played God and shit and he, and um everybody yeah, he, all the other characters was like his sub workers and all that stuff. Yeah and so, and he decided he's gonna just get rid of Earth and just like Yeah yeah so yeah there was a whole plot around that. So that was season one. The medieval times was season two and season three I think no. I think it's only those two seasons. I was going to say I, I don't remember it, hearing about the second one. Um, I uh, I do randomly thinking of shows that should have continued and then didn't. Um, did you ever watch Gallivant when that was on? No. Okay. Um, uh, that that show was something that absolutely should have kept going because it was a it was a musical comedy set in middle ages mm. and it's one of those things where like they just gallivanted around doing things k- kind of yes. nah. <laughs> and uh and and part of the humor it was almost mel brooks-esque okay because, because part of the humor was they would launch into song but they were aware of it so like, so there would be bits um uh towards the end of the first season i think it was uh, the lead guy, Galavan, is attempting to get into a song about, uh, like, you know, his purpose, about the reason why he's doing the thing, and people keep interrupting him. So he never actually <laughs> starts the song. It's similar. Um, I just binge watch all fourteen seasons of It's Sunny and Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Bloody hell, man! <laughs> I, I have that. I have that much time and access. I, <laughs> so I watched all 14 seasons and you speak about this uh series with all the musical impromptu mu- musicals and everything. They had an episode of It's Always Sunny that involved them um being zapped into this uh this world of musicals and shit. It was uh based on the the movie The Wiz, the you know the Oh okay. So In- there was they That's they got interesting. <laughs> it was weird because it was like a freaky Friday type of situation. <laughs> They was all sitting yeah. on the couch, and some somewhere throughout the seasons or whatever, they acquire um, <laughs> old black guy. <laughs> so okay. he's not, he's like he's just an old guy, you know, not yeah. putting emphasis that he is black. So it's just like right, and it's almost like a force of habit thing, or whatever. Just like, hey, where's old black guy? He's like, no, it's, it's just old guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> but anyway, they was all had they had a movie night, and it was. Right. It was old black guy's night to pick a movie, <laughs> and he picked <laughs> The Wiz. 
So they were all watching the Wiz and they was having banter about the Wiz and then they got struck by lightning and they did like a Freaky Friday switch to where they, as white people, were turned into black people. And then also to spin on top of that, since they were watching the Wiz, it was a musical. So they just impromptuly sung about different things and situations and everything about being black and all kind of crap. <laughs> they even was doing a little dance down the street and everything like in the Wiz. <laughs> yeah, the, the Wiz. I I saw that once when I was too young to fully understand what I was watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, in fact, I was so young, I didn't realize that the Scarecrow yeah, bro, was played was Michael by Jackson. Michael Jackson. <laughs> Uh, and and I didn't like I didn't know the other artists that were in that, so I didn't I couldn't appreciate it. I didn't know all of the different people that were in it. Um, so yeah, it was just something that was on randomly. Um, in Eng- growing up in England, there's uh, before we had cable, because <laughs> because uh, in England, very very odd, very, like compared to over here, doesn't make any sense. However, in England. It makes perfect sense. Um, I think they, so, I think they said I think we say that a lot about each other. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, why, it doesn't really work. But yeah. why is a cookie a biscuit and a biscuit is a cookie? <laughs> uh, well, because in England there's no such thing as uh, what over here in America you would consider a biscuit. Yeah. Uh, that that doesn't exist. Um, so yeah, but uh, but yes, in, in England if you're talking about oh, oh there we go. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Night. Night, night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, there you go. Uh, but yes, uh, uh, when when you're looking at just terrestrial television, as it's called, um, uh, before everything went digital, uh, you would need some kind of aerial on your roof. Um, mm-hmm. the, obviously, that happens here. Uh, well. Areola. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, what would happen is depending on how high the area was and depending on what area you were in, you would get access to three, four or five channels, five, mm. if you were very lucky. Um, and they were BBC one and BBC two, uh, ITV. Yeah, that narrows it down. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, you got ITV, which was channel three. Uh, then, uh, channel four was, um, uh, you know, very, very, very smartly named channel four. Uh, and then you also had five, which was Channel 5. Um, now, uh, Channel 5 was only really available if you were nearer to the mm. actual broadcasting towers. So if you were getting into really, really rural areas, chances are you wouldn't get Channel 5. Uh, and then BBC 1 and 2, um, they were funded entirely by the licensing fee because what happened is if you had a television, you had to pay every single year a license for that television so hmm. it would be if it was a color tv um it's changed a bit now uh, it's a little bit more expensive because everything is as you go through uh but um uh, color tv was around about a hundred pounds so uh, back then that would have been the equivalent of about 160 dollars uh, for the year uh if it was black and white tv it was more like 65 pounds so um maybe a hundred dollars something like that um and uh you would pay that because they actually had people that could go around and they had devices that could tell if you had a TV in the house. And if you yep. didn't have a license uh, for the household, then you would be fined a lot. Um, hmm. So they would do that. 
Uh, and so uh, my question would be: Is the fine more than the actual yes. fee? I'll yes, be like, yeah, man, just pay the damn fee. <laughs> no, yeah, if um, uh, like obviously, I have no way of verifying how often they were going about doing all this stuff. Uh, but uh, uh, basically, it was if you were found to not have the license for the TV, um, I think it was about. A thousand pounds for. Yeah, I, I imagine that you don't have to do it often. You can only, you probably only need to do it like maybe once or twice. Because yeah. once you once you get somebody and somebody find out about it, they'll be like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. That like, yeah. You know, once you're hit with that, uh, that's obviously the incentive to go. Okay, I'm just going to pay yearly uh, rather than just be hit with that like randomly. But um, for nowadays, I would be down with the concept of paying a yearly fee for unlimited television, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and I was saying like, um, the weirdest thing is that licensing fee went to pay the BBC. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the BBC and BBC two, so BBC one and BBC two, uh, originally mm-hmm. it was BBC, but then they were like, well, there's more than one. So let's call it BBC one and BBC two. Um, there are no ads on those channels. Ooh. So, uh, so like, um, uh, for instance, something that myself and my wife are actually able to watch from time to time, uh, call the midwife, uh, mm-hmm. fantastic show. It's on Netflix. If anyone wants to go see it, uh, brilliant, uh, like historical drama about, uh, midwives in, uh, a, I believe fictional town of Poplar, um, in sort of, uh, uh, North of London area, um, uh, just after the second world war. Uh, is when it starts and then obviously it goes through um, uh, after that. And so it's in a one-hour slot on BBC, and the show is about 58 minutes long. No. So what, <laughs> what, what you said, is, You said 15 minutes long? 58. Oh, 58 minutes. All right. So, yeah, because what, what happens uh, on the BBC is you have the entire show with no breaks, and then at the end of the show you got the credits, and then in between that show and the next show, you will have a thing saying, up next is this, um, you know, um, after that is this, uh, and then maybe an ad for a show that's airing, you know, a new show that's airing on the weekend, and then straight into um, the next show. So uh, as a, <laughs> compare that to over here, where if you have a one-hour slot on TV anywhere, it's only 42 minutes of content. Mm-hmm. Um and it, it's an, it's I've never understood why anyone would be okay with spending as much as you have to spend on cable television and over here ads and, and have and stuff. still have all of those ads. Um, it's it's ridiculous. It's like obviously an HBO shows like you know you pay this for that and you can get that like yeah. You know, um, HBO, I think if you uh, get HBO out for the entire year, um, uh, obviously their stuff is way higher budget, but mm. like that type of thing, it's like get get rid of the ads and uh, like for the year, that's about the same as the um, um, you know the licensing fee in the UK. Uh, so I don't I don't understand why so many people still have cable <laughs> like, yeah, and what what, I, what i'm finding out now with all these uh 
new streaming services coming up like HBO Max and Peacock and all these other things is that um, they are starting to get bundles into your utilities. Because as of currently, I get HBO Max for free because of my internet provider. So right. <laughs> it comes with that for free. I know if um, you have Cox Cable or um, I forget with the uh, Xfinity or some shit, you can get a uh, Paramount for free. Right. You can get um with a with Verizon, you can get the whole Disney bundle for free with your unlimited bill. Yep. <laughs> and at least for the first year. I'm not sure if you if no, it continues it's, after that. It's completely free if you have an unlimited plan with Verizon. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, um, but th- this is the thing, though, because I have the unlimited plan with Verizon, but I uh-huh. have the original unlimited <laughs> plan. So you don't I have the new one. So I have true unlimited <laughs> Verizon. The new, I'll tell you the difference between the new unlimited and the grandfather, the unlimited that I have. Okay. The, the grandfather one, the one that I have, the one they originally came out with, is truly unlimited. There's no caps. There's no data slowdown, nothing. I can just be on my shit just all day, all night, and don't give a damn. Yeah. I asked the lady how much I'm using on average. She said, I'm using over 80 gigs. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then um, w- the new unlimited plan, the difference mm-hmm. is $15 <laughs> right. between what I have and what they offering. I think that also covers like some 5G coverage and some shit like that. Right. But they have data caps. Yes, they do. The <laughs> data caps out at, uh, I think, at like 50 or whatever or something like that. Yeah, and, and after, then you're that 50, after that. The, hell yeah. So <laughs> I was going to upgrade to the new Unlimited before I knew the, what, what the ins and outs were. <laughs> so I can get the HBO, I mean, not the HBO, the, uh, the, the Disney, Disney bundle for free. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I was like, oh, shit, man, I already got a limit. Why the hell I ain't getting this shit for free? And then uh, <laughs> they're like, like <laughs> well, yeah. I'll keep it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, my phone, I don't think I ever turn the Wi-Fi off uh, if I'm around a source of Wi-Fi. So yeah. um, uh, actually going through a little bit of a weird thing because um, uh, my wife, relatively recently uh got the newest google pixel uh or at least the newest google pixel at the time they may have just come out with a new one yeah um there are too many new phones uh but uh she got that which meant it's a 5g phone mm. uh and we uh, ever since i moved over to america uh we have been inside the my father-in-law's verizon plan because it was just easier so, uh, so basically, I was just um, one of four lines on that plan because it was uh, my father-in-law, my mother-in-law, my wife, and me, uh, and we've just been doing that. Um, I, I think we we pay, we're giving him money for um, this bill and that bill um, every month anyway. So it just kind of rolled into that. Um, but uh, as it turns out, adding a five G phone to this bundle has thrown everything for a loop. Um, and so he has finally said, long overdue. I fully admit that. Yeah, it's not time for you to turn over this Netflix password because I... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, we, we just, um, uh, like, we reached the point where he's like, okay, like, this is messing us up enough that it's a hassle. 
so you guys can go and get your own uh, plan. I'm, I think what what's probably going to happen is we'll stick with Verizon just because the coverage around here. Yeah, we need Verizon <laughs> if we want that to work. Um, we're already with Verizon, so hopefully it's a fairly easy just port over. We should be able to keep the numbers, mm-hmm. um, and then we'll just get our own plan. Uh, so maybe <laughs> we'll do that and get uh, the, like we already have Disney Plus. Um, yeah. So I, I, I think I'm. Um somewhat of a creature of habit i've had <laughs> the same cell phone number for over 10 years now yeah and <laughs> i i'm always tempted to change it because <laughs> in 2011 i freaking bought a car in jacksonville north carolina that's that's where i got the the originally got the phone number from it's a 910 <laughs> area code so I bought a car in 2011 in Jacksonville, North Carolina. And ever since then, I get calls about the vehicle warranty. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, dude, I got rid of the car like three years later. I don't even have it anymore. <laughs> so yeah. why are you calling me about this damn vehicle warranty and shit? <laughs> and then um, also I get calls about like supporting the local fire department and shit. I was like, man, why am I going to support your shit? I don't even live there. <laughs> People trying to get my damn mortgage down and shit. And I was like, how do you have my number and why are you calling me? (laughs) Yeah, that's weird, um, like that setup, because, yeah, I can't can't even try and guess the number of, like, spam phone calls that I get a day. Um, Like, even though every single day, at the end of the day, I go through, and I block and report every single number that is not relevant. Uh, and sometimes um, they even leave voicemails, and I guess listen to them. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, my my biggest cause for uh, annoyance when I originally got the phone is that the number that I have now used to belong to someone called Angela, who also lived in the area that I now live in. The reason I know that is I have taken my car to our local Walmart because it has an auto center there. I've had my, you know, my oh. tires checked. I've had the oil changed. And so they look at by the number and it's her. <laughs> they look me up by the number. It's got her name down there. So every single time I go, uh, they ask my number. I give it to her and I said, and my name is not Angela. And so they skip over that and go <laughs> and find me in the system. Uh, however, the one time I went, uh, I said, my my name is not Angela. And she said, well, I figured not. And then she had a look at the name. The Angela that used to own my phone used to work at that Walmart auto center. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and then she moved. Uh, so she'd moved away. She got rid of that number. She got a new one. I have that number. And I've had that number since 2011. Um, and so, so she used to work there and has long since gone. And the first two years I received several phone calls from people saying, thank you for your interest in our university. Uh, here's some information if you need it, uh, from people saying, uh, you know, extended warranty stuff, but looking for her. Uh, and then a few people looking 
to collect on a bill at a tanning salon. <laughs> How do you get away with that? It's just damn. Um, I just snuck in there, got a tan, and just you know streaked out. <laughs> I, I guess I have no idea. Like, like um, one day I actually answered because they left a couple of voicemails and I yeah, can't I numbers. So I answered, and they were saying that yeah, it's Angela there. I said no. He said, can we speak to Angela? I said, no. He said, uh, like, any idea when she's going to be there? I was like, like, my name is not Angela. As you can quite clearly tell, I'm not from around here. Uh, I, you know, I've i had this number for several years now. Um, like, I don't know who she is, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially back then. I, I hadn't yet found out she works at the Walmart. Um, so like, I, I had no last name. I had no other identifying information for this person. Um, and so they were saying, uh, like, it was one of those things where it's like, they didn't want to give up and maybe they thought I was just someone she'd handed the phone to. Yeah. But, but like, yeah, the fact that it was just this random English guy just saying like, look, I don't know who this is. You keep calling. The, the, the most, the most insulting thing I've had happen to me, you know, from one of those spam bot call motherfuckers is them. (laughs) You know, a lot of the call centers are in India or whatever. So when automatically when you hear somebody speaking with that accent, you're like, oh, here we go. <laughs> so my name, my birth name is Shannon. Right. I, yes, it's a girl's name. Yes, it's an Irish name or whatever you want to look at it. But had one of these people call me and it was just one of those days. <clears throat> Ugh, excuse me. I was like, I'm going to answer it and I'm going to entertain it. Let's see what they try to do with me today. So the lady getting on, she got the heavy accent and she asked, can I speak to Shannon? And I was like, this is he. And I was like, what? (laughs) Yes, this is Shannon. How can I help you? He's like, this, this is not Shannon. I was like, what, what do you mean? (laughs) Yeah, I, I've just freely admitted that I was my like, name is call- Shannon. I was like, you called me or whatever. I mean, how can I help you? She was like, oh, okay. Um, obviously, this isn't Shannon. So we'll, we'll, I was like, well, bye, motherfucker. <laughs> Don't argue with me about my name and shit. I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> you should have tried something out like, uh, like, just for future reference, it's Shannon. I mean, come on, get it right. I was like, please believe me. I am who I am. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I got also got into an argument about another one of these car fucking warranties and shit. <laughs> and um, this is actually when I had the car too. <laughs> and okay. um, I was sitting there and I was listening to the spiel and everything because this is when it was relatively new. The car warranty thing wasn't always around, right? You know? And um, so I was listening to the dude spill and everything, being polite and shit. And he hit me with the the monthly fee for it and whatnot. And I was like, nah, I can't really afford that right now. Right. And then he was like, well, what if we knocked it down to this much? And I was like, uh, it sounds good. I like what you're selling. But, you know, still being polite. I I, I just can't do it. Yeah. So he's like, hold on. Let me let me get my manager on the phone. I was like, so he's hard selling me this shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being <laughs> respectful, being polite or whatever. Dude, get on the phone. He, you know, he started giving me the the woes and everything. He said, you know, if you don't have this warranty, you know, this could happen. Then you have to come out of pocket this much. Vice paying this much a month. Yada yada yada. 
And I was like, yeah, I know. I mean, I get what you're saying, brother, man. I mean, I, it sounds like a good thing. I mean, I just, it's just not in the budget right now. He's like, so what is your issue? I was like, what do you mean? What's my issue? He's like, I'm trying to cut you a break here, man. I was like, I know, but who the fuck are you talking to? I've been trying to be polite this whole goddamn time and listen to what the hell you and your servicemen got to say. But you, who? and I was just like, I hung up. Yeah, I, I, I love that. <laughs> and uh, I, I did used to, I used to love going on to uh, not always right dot com and all of those things and and looking into all of those things but then there was the other side i i can't remember the name of the website for the life of me but it was just a list of all of those things of those calls from people and it's like the customer service rep just getting annoyed and just like because obviously they have they have a job to do it's a completely shitty job totally fucked up, uh, shouldn't exist, but it does. Um, and so like, they're obviously trying to make money doing something that really they could be doing anything else. Uh, and <laughs> clearly with you, they finally reached the breaking point, uh, which, is, which is kind of funny to think of because um, the only time I've ever really heard of that is when I've seen people that are just masters at trolling these people. Um, like they, my my favorite thing that ever happened to me when it comes to uh, to those people trying to to get you with something, and and this was like a, a the full on original scam was when your landline would and this was in England the landline would go off you'd pick it up because uh, this was back when you couldn't even see the number it was just the, the yeah. phone was ringing pick it up. Uh, and the person on the other end of the phone was trying to tell me that my Windows computer uh, was flagging in their system that there was an issue and that um, I needed to uh, I needed to get on it. I needed to check it. Uh, like they could remote in and all of this stuff. And so, like I'm talking, I'm talking with them, and they they're saying like, okay, uh, so we have as your address says when it's it's currently on. Uh, we can see it's on. It's having some issue. I'm the only one in the house, and I have a MacBook. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, just like, "You're sure?" And there's like, "Yeah, like, like there's a ping coming from here. The virus or something in the system." And I was like, "Okay, um, hang on." And so I went and I sat down next to my computer, and it wasn't even on. But I sat down next to my computer. And I'm tapping at the keyboard, and like, okay. And they say, all right, so, like, when you do this, what happens? And I said, well, nothing. And they said, what do you mean? It's like, like, you're moving the mouse? And I said, well, I'm, I'm using the, the pad. It's not, it's not doing anything. And they said, oh, well, that, uh, that must be the issue then. Um, like, you know, can we have your password so we can log in? And I said, well, I, I can give it to you, but it's not going to do you any good. They said, why? I said, well, I, the, the computer's off. I turned it off. They said, well, no, you need it to have it on. So I was like, oh, okay, hang on. And so I turned it on. And uh, because I absolutely hate the noise, I always have uh, either my headphone plugged in or the f volume off. So you don't get that noise yeah. that the Mac does. So I was able to turn it on, and I was humming them for a little bit longer. And so they were finally like, 
they're saying like, okay, so we can tell, like if you go into settings, it'll say this. Um, and you know, like as, as someone that grew up with windows computers, I knew exactly what they were saying and where they were going with it. And so they got to this point and said, okay, so in your settings, you can see this, this, and this. And I said, no, I can't. And they said, like, you're in setting. Yep. Yeah, I'm in setting. Like, and you can't see this. I said, no, I, I can't see that anyway. I said, well, what do you mean? So, well, see, I have a Mac. And then the phone just went dead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had them for about 12 minutes. <laughs> so I was using all this, like, keeping them away from someone else because I had nothing else to do at that time. But, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I... I hate, I'm, I'm hating them. It's just like, I want you to be off my number. I don't want you on my shit. It's just like, I damn, I'll, sometimes I answer them and I'll be like, hey, what do you want? He's like, well, we want to refinance your home. I was like, well, I just did it. I got like 2.3% on my shit, you know, the making up shit. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's really low. So uh, we'll try back. I was like, no, don't try back again in six months. <laughs> I said, put, put me on the do not call list. And they were like, okay, we'll do that. And yada, yada, yada. Not even yeah. 10 minutes later, another motherfucker calling me about my goddamn mortgage and shit. I was like, what yeah, the I, fuck? Unless you can get me minus 1%, <laughs> I am not interested. Mm-hmm. I will happily have someone pay me to pay my mortgage. I'll do that. Uh, yeah, no, I... Uh, so I know we talking a lot about phone scams and everything, but this is <laughs> one of the things that I wanted to do since I got you here. Oh, dear. <laughs> everybody hear your accent and everything we we know you're from uh, england and all that other stuff because from what you talked about mm-hmm. here in the last 30 something minutes <laughs> how how in the hell did you get over this way and why did you leave your your lovely home of england to come to this place <laughs> uh, well as per tradition i boarded a plane and that brought me over so that was that's uh, the how but uh no um obviously you're more interested in the uh, uh the grand story as to why someone like myself would bother moving to america mm-hmm. um now granted um when i moved to america uh and uh, maybe this will get rid of half your audience straight away uh obama was still president so mm-hmm. at that time I had no issue with, with some of the things that were happening in America. Everything was fine as far as I was concerned. Um, uh, I, I let the I, record show that he said there was a black president and everything was fine. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> um, I am actually reading his book. Um, right, I'm halfway through it, uh, and uh, I, uh, I, I've always loved uh, the way the guy spoke, uh, the way he was able to uh, to get his point across. Um, the book reads exactly like I, <laughs> exactly like that, and um, it's wonderful. I, I actually, to tangent a little bit, um, I, I watched uh, uh, Stephen Colbert's show when he was interviewing him uh, as the book was going to come out, and uh, Stephen Colbert was saying, "So you were initially trying to write a book about the lead up and your time as president, um, and it was going to be you were looking to get it at about." 500 pages and you wrote a book about the lead up to presidency and the first two years of it. And it came out at 800 pages. Uh, do you think that if someone else had go to written it for you, you'd have got it down? <laughs> Cause yeah, uh, the man can talk well, but he mm. talks a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, 
he, he also was saying because uh, uh, if you get the audiobook, Obama reads the audiobook, and he was saying like like couldn't you get someone else to read it? <laughs> it comes in at like twelve hours. <laughs> uh, so, but but yeah, no, um, uh, I if I were able to vote, I'm not yet. I'm not a um, a citizen at this time. I am a residential alien uh, still, uh, so I. Uh, cannot vote in elections, but uh, I myself am more liberal um, when it comes to the type of things that I support. So, generally leaning towards the Democratic side. Um, uh, so, yes, the last uh, uh, the last several years we just sweep under the rug at this point. That's, that's kind yeah. of uh, but uh, but yes. So um, uh, the 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 original story uh, basically uh, it all started because um, I. I'm a fan of Harry Potter. Shocker. I grew up in England at the time the books were coming out. Of course, I'm a fan of Harry Potter. Um, mm. uh, like I, uh, my, my parents got us um, a copy of the first book shortly after that came out. Um, I was just at that point old enough to be able to just kind of take it and read it by myself. Um, and I've always been... Um, uh, a, a big reader uh, every now and again i kind of drop out of it for like a year and then i'll just start picking them back up again um but uh, yeah the harry potter books uh, big fan of those uh, i would read them my parents would read them to my sister and my brother um, as they were growing up until they reached the point that they didn't want that um <laughs> my my sister refuses to read a book that is bigger than this uh, and my brother has often said that he doesn't see the point of reading a book that doesn't have pictures inside it for some reason. So, uh, so they were not into reading, but, uh, I'm just, I'm the person that read all three Lord of the Rings books in one week, um, during a Shit, summer holiday. Really? <laughs> yeah, no, um, uh, my family, um, before I was, um, a teenager, often our holidays would involve going to France because we grew up in England. So, um, we would literally just get take our car, drive that car onto a train, go under the channel, come out in France, drive off, and we'd be there for a week, and then we'd reverse, come back. Um, so that was a holiday. And after several years of that, I was bored shitless of going to these what were called Euro camps, um, which for people that love camping, for people that um, – it would be the equivalent of glamping because basically you would go to these campsites and there would be like double wide trailers basically yeah. um, set up everywhere. And then you would just rent one of those for a week. And there would also be a pool generally uh, with some slides and stuff. Yeah. So, you, so you, so you went camping. <laughs> yes. Yes. We weren't in a tent. <laughs> mm -hmm. We were definitely not in a tent. However, we were still in the countryside of France in the summer and no air conditioning. So, I can imagine that's kind of sticky. A little bit. Uh, so one summer when we went, and I did not want to do anything um, because I'd reached a point where I was fed up with it, uh, I literally sat inside on the sofa with my feet in a bowl of cold water uh, because that actually cools you down. I don't know why, but mm -hmm. my mum made me do it, and it worked. All the and nerve endings are in your I feet. Guess, uh, <laughs> uh, and I read all three Lord of the Rings books in one week. Um, uh, still have not read The Hobbit actually, 
uh, seen the film, which means most people would say I still have not read The Hobbit. Um, so, uh, uh, so at some point I'll read that. Uh, but, um, but yeah, so always been a big reader. And then I got into Harry Potter books. Um, uh, actually, the seventh book came out, uh, and I was working at uh, a, a store called Tesco. Uh, Tesco would be the equivalent of kind of like a Kroger. Okay. Um, uh, sort of, um, and uh, uh, sort of like if you took the idea of Kroger and the way that kind of works, but the size of a Walmart. Um, so that that was sort of what it was. So, uh, and then this nice Tesco, the language you're talking about Walmart, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I knew I'd have you there. Um, but uh, yeah, so I was working in one of those, and uh, they had the food and all of that stuff, that was the majority of it, but they also would sell. Uh, clothing in the little area and they would sell dvds and they would sell books um not nothing huge um but like there would be an aisle with the dvds and an aisle with the books and then a couple of things of clothes um so i was working there when the seventh harry potter book came out uh i because my parents uh were set up with um, the local bookstore, and they were ordering all the books through there. Uh, they had ordered it, and it arrived at our house at 6 o'clock in the morning the day it came out. I was working that day at the Tesco at 9 o'clock. I got the book. I started reading it. I re- I, and um, uh, uh, in England, when you're growing up, you can start learning how to drive when you're 17. Mm-hmm. You can take your test when you're 18. I had absolutely no interest in learning how to drive because you had to pay for your car. You had to pay for the insurance. You had to pay for the petrol. You had to pay for the yearly test to make sure it's still roadworthy. Um, And, uh, and the way, the way actually that works in England, you take it into the uh, the local garage um, uh, or garage, depending on however you want to say it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I knew what you were saying. It's just funny to hear you say it. Yeah, um, so, so you take it down there. Uh, it's called an MOT test. Couldn't tell you what that's down for, but that's what it is. Um, and they will give it the once over. And if there is anything wrong, uh, you do not get your car back until you pay them to fix it. Holy shit! Yeah, like it, like <laughs> that's a racket right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it it's specifically designed. It's the government test. The idea is it's making sure that. Um, every single year, the car you're driving is suitable for the roads. Yeah, um, and, and that makes sense. You, I got it, but it's just like more like you, yeah. depending on where you take it at. It's just like, hey yeah, man, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got something wrong with your your um your, your shit down here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, um, there is obviously a certain amount of trust um uh, in that, and uh, um, yeah, most people will go to a fairly well established. Um, the garage and they'll, they'll get that stuff all sorted. Um, but uh, uh, but yeah, so like, so you had to pay for all that, and I actually worked it out. Um, where I was working, uh, when I was um, out of university, uh, I was living in one area of England and getting the train, which was a 50 minute train journey, uh, from where I was living to the city I was working, and then it was a 10 minute walk to the actual place I was. Uh, working so all in all including the walk to the station and then the walk to there probably about an hour and 10 minutes for me to get from my front door to um to where i was working um and if i was driving that would have taken me about 50 minutes um 
the cost for a yearly tra- train ticket uh, back and forth was about two thousand pounds less than just the insurance, the MOT, and uh, general maintenance on the car. Uh, that's not including the petrol that it costs. And petrol over there is ridiculously expensive compared to here. And uh, that's something that people don't fully understand. Uh, like to fill a car, like let's just say my car right here. So I've got a, um, a 13 liter or 13 gallon tank. Um, and that will take about what, like somewhere between 20 and $30, like depending on the, the, co- the cost of the day uh, to fill. In England, the same size tank will cost you somewhere uh, adjusted for um, changing it over. It will cost you about $70, $80. Shit, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it. Uh, the, the cost of petrol in the UK is so much higher. However, um, like so much other stuff is not um like it's way cheaper overall so it's it's a very strange system because obviously if you hear that and you go well crap if i had to spend 90 dollars just to fill my car like yeah i wouldn't go anywhere (laughs) i wouldn't do anything um whereas in england that's going to be one of your most expensive things that you ever spend money on outside of um you know say house stuff or you know things like that because well, they gotta get you somewhere right yeah well i mean uh obviously in england um the nhs uh unless you're gonna be paying for um you can go to a private hospital uh there are some things that aren't covered by the nhs not many but there are some things mm-hmm. that aren't covered uh but anytime you go to the doctor anytime you go to the emergency room anytime you have a hospital stay for any pretty much anything no bill Mm-hmm. So, like, imagine that. Then, with the exception of some, again, some places you can buy health insurance that will help cover thing, uh, or maybe at private hospitals you will be seen quicker for some things than mm-hmm. uh, through the NHS. Uh, but yeah, just imagine that. Imagine if you never had to pay for health insurance. I don't know. I kind of, kind of, almost want. Your um, your gas situation over the um, the free health issue, you know. Right. <laughs> and I like, take some high, I take some high ass gas if I can get some free health care. Exactly, and so that's the thing. Like, imagine, um, can you, you hear? Like, wow, that's a triple my weekly, let's say, uh, mm-hmm. petrol bill. Um, okay, but then you don't have the monthly cost just for insurance mm-hmm. uh and then anytime you go you don't have the copay um you know uh, the only thing that sometimes you pay for would be prescriptions um yeah. depending on what you get but even even still they're not expensive um mm-hmm. they're, they're really not um so uh so it's, it's a very it's always super strange to me yeah. to hear all of these people just decry the idea that like you mean people don't pay for health insurance? It's like, what's wrong with that? No one has ever given me an answer. Mm. Like ever. They they've tried. They they've tried to talk about the free market and explain like 
um, like housing to dumb. It's like, yeah, but if you, if all you did was like increase a little bit of tax here, just like not even much, just a little bit, um, and then like change the way that this system worked uh, so that there's no price gouging, because the reason that there's price gouging is because the current system is in place. Mm -hmm. Like if that if the current system wasn't in place, the price would just plummet. So uh, so that's half of the problem. And then like so if you just switch over to it, it would sort itself out. Like that it would kind of tell you out. Now obviously it would mean uh changes to a lot of things. Uh for instance, everyone that works in the field of healthcare debt collection uh would be out of the job. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, no. then they, they can, <laughs> then, well, then they can go work at the call center and be calling me about my damn car warranty and shit. So they'll, they'll land they, on their feet easily. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, I will happily take numbers that I can ignore once and block over. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so, and, and that is a topic that I am, I fully admit, I am woefully undereducated and under, <laughs> like, I, I'm so not the right person to be able to. Uh, In a a sense, for me, in some ways, I've had free health insurance my whole life so far. So here's the breakdown. I lived with my parents until I was 18. So obviously, I didn't pay for any health care insurance. Yeah. So as far as you're concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Me me personally. (laughs) So I never had to pay for that. Then I joined the military, which they pay for that. And Uh, then- yeah. <laughs> I was able to have a longevity in that field and that career to where they gave me free health insurance when I retired. <laughs> okay. So it was like, I don't know this word of pay, world of paying health insurance and shit. You know, I mean, I know about co-pays and all kind of stuff and things that aren't in network and shit right. like that. But for the most part, I've had free health care all my life. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so 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 you can see where I'm coming from. Like, yeah, I, <laughs> it's I, nice. I, I, yes, it very much so is. So <laughs> now I see, because we we it was a, a roundabout so much. Other than the direct answer you gave me in the beginning, because you know somebody else was president, you came to America so you can right all our wrongs. I'm and I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I wish they just put me in charge because yeah, that just uh, <laughs> people be like, "You shut up, you shut up, you keep doing what you're doing." I like it, but <laughs> uh, um, yeah, no, and and I don't want to get too far into politics on this because that's too much of a rabbit hole. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's very difficult to have an actual discussion about that at this point in time because mm-hmm. everyone is so entrenched. Um, but. Getting back to the, the original part of this. Um, so yeah, uh, so as I was saying, I yeah, so I I got the, the Harry Potter book. I uh, I started reading it when I got it at at uh, I, I woke up pretty much just after the book was there. Um, I went downstairs. I ate breakfast. I grabbed the book. I started reading. I was halfway through the book when it was time for me to go to work. So my dad drove me in. So I was reading the book in the car. Um, and I was going to be at work for about, uh, I think eight hours, uh, turned out to be. So, um, so the way that would work, uh, in England, you got an eight hour shift, you'll work a couple of hours, take a 15 minute break, a uh, few hours, take a 30 minute lunch, mm-hmm. few hours, 50 minute break, few hours, end of shift. So that 
basic understanding. Yeah. Um, and I finished the seventh Harry Potter book on my lunch break. Um, so like I, I'm a fast reader. Um, oh no shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. And, uh, and so like I was, I was sitting, uh, in, in Tesco at the tills cause I was working the checkouts. Um, uh, when I, when I was initially forced to get the job because my mum decided that I needed to have a job. So she filled in the application form for me and mm. took me to the interview. <laughs> uh, and the person said, so what is it you want to do? And I said, I want to be stacking the shelves. I want to be like, out of the back, basically interacting with the customers as little as possible. And they said, well, you filled in the form for the checkout position. And I said, did I? <laughs> and my mum said, yes, you did. Like, um, so, <laughs> so, so that was, that was me for two years. I was the, the till person. Um, and so I was sitting at the till watching people check this book out. Uh, like pretty much my entire shift, uh, every single person that came through had a copy of this book. And after that lunch, I was like, I could spoil this for you. I could spoil this for you. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, I hate when that stuff happens to me, so I never actually would mm-hmm. do that unless someone specifically told me to, and even then I probably wouldn't have because... Yeah, because I, I, yeah, I want you to form your own opinion. I don't want you to have this <laughs> preconceived notion of, you know, this film based on what I said. Yeah. So, like, when even, like you, even when somebody asked me about spoilers and shit, I'd be like, uh, you might like it, so just watch it. <laughs> yeah, and I... Uh, if somebody comes to me and says... I'm not going to watch it. What mm. happens? Or uh, like, you know, I'm not going to watch this for a couple of years. I'm probably not going to remember what happened. Like at that I, point, I, I I'll say, people, okay. I know those people to be liars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, um, uh, one thing that I run into uh, when I was growing up, my brother was one of those people that while the film was going on, if he knew I'd seen it before, he would ask me questions I hate, I hate it. I hate it. I fucking hate it. It it bugs me to no fucking end. If we are in a room together and we are watching a movie, especially if you know that I have not seen this movie, why in the fuck are you asking me questions about the goddamn movie? Because I don't fucking know. Yeah. Case in point. This is more along the lines of what you said. You've seen the movie and you're watching it with somebody that hadn't seen it or vice versa. Right. So Mortal Kombat, the new one, mm-hmm. we're watching it, me and a coworker, because, you know, we can do that. <laughs> yeah. And um, I told him I seen it already once and that, you know, it's worth a watch. Give it a watch. I'll watch it again with you because, you know, you always see some different shit when you watch it the second time. Yeah. So we're watching it or whatever. He's like, Oh, so what happened to such and such? And then yeah. no shit. Give it 10 minutes. <laughs> and no, no, but like, and I tell my wife the same exact thing, and it proves to be true every time. <laughs> every time you ask a fucking question about the movie, if you wait a little bit, mm-hmm. the movie is going to answer your fucking question. So all you have to do is watch it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. he would no shit turn to me and ask me a question. And I'd be like, because I know the movie by this point, because I've seen yeah. it, and I just do like this. <laughs> and they would explain the answer to his question. I was like, watch the fucking movie. Yeah, I mean, um, 
if nothing else, that kind of says that the film is well-paced because he's asking the questions that are on his mind just as the film's about to answer it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I haven't seen it yet. It, it That's one of those things that's like, I know I'll see it. Mm-hmm. But if it's not going to be something that I'll end up reviewing, uh, it's probably going to take a bit of a backseat for a, yeah. a little while and then just be, if I have a day off, I'll watch it. Um, yeah. So uh, should, should you spoil the book for people while you work in the teal? <laughs> yes, no, I am. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things. It's like I always like to just kind of be like, I could, nah, like, yeah, just just, <laughs> just that momentary thing of like, I have all the power here. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, that'll be this much. Thank you. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, there's <laughs> illusions of grandeur right there. Um, but uh, but yeah, so yeah, big Harry Potter fan um uh for that obviously at this point not a big jk rowling fan mm-hmm. but big harry potter fan um so uh when i uh when i was reading it and i was enjoying that uh as way back when um there used to be like not well there used to be chat rooms uh, but then there also used to be forums and stuff that you yeah. got, like like proper old old school forums. Um, well, people that know a lot more about that stuff than I do ended up creating a website uh, where you could basically kind of role play as someone that went to Hogwarts. And mm-hmm. so, like, you know, people actually spend time creating like uh, you know, lessons. Um, that you would read and you would do homework on uh, if you wanted to, if you wanted to engage, you could engage at any level you wanted. Um, yeah. um, but I was on one of those and I ended up um, in, uh, and here's fun thing, I ended up on the Harry Potter website in one of the uh, many, many, many out of character stuff um, uh, in a thread about Captain Planet. <laughs> yep. Okay. That is when I had my first ever interaction of any sort with the woman that is now my wife. <laughs> and it like and uh, and it was in a thread where we had decided for reasons I've long since forgotten. I don't remember the name of the site, I don't remember any of the stuff, but we had just decided because we'd all figured out that we enjoyed Captain Planet to attempt to do in order the captain planet theme tune uh like typing it out one after another oh, um no. and uh we never managed it um well it, probably... that almost that almost is akin have you seen all of stranger things thus far i have yes so that's <laughs> akin to the never end of story thing <laughs> <laughs> a little bit <laughs> um, and yeah it, like it was um yeah, yeah definitely volume of you type stuff like you know it was just we- weird time um mm-hmm. uh, and um i i ended up uh t- talking to her a little bit more and more and then we talked off the site and we would just keep talking and it reached a point where i realized like I you know, I realized I was thinking about her way more than anything else, <laughs> anyone else uh, before. Uh, I and I freely admit I am a cold-hearted bastard, or at least <laughs> at least I was. Um, it, I have softened 
somewhat ever since I had my uh, my daughter. Um, so I just uh, yeah, becoming a dad has definitely changed a lot of things. <laughs> but yeah. um, uh, but yeah, you know, in general, when it comes to like genuinely thinking about other people um, and stuff like that, like I I don't um, I don't get homesick um that like there are times where i will miss english food and think you know uh, yeah proper fish and chips i'd love to go get that sometimes um uh a kebab uh now when when i say a kebab um over here um they're known as uh Heroes or gyros, as people that don't understand oh, yeah. how you're supposed to say it, hero uh, would call it. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so so in England, um, you will go to a kebab shop, and you walk in, and there's that uh, giant elephant leg rotating, yeah, just rotating yeah. and everything, and they cut the slab off. Yeah, yep, yeah. they slice them right off. Um, uh, and so, uh, if you if you were to get a uh, kebab and chips, then what would happen is um, they'll slice it off. They'll take a pita bread and they will grill the pita bread on mm-hmm. uh, on a nice grill thing. They slice it down the middle, open it up, and shovel the meat inside. Mm-hmm. And then they will pour whatever sauces you want on it. Um, most kebab places, especially if you go to good ones, have their own homemade chili sauce um, that they will put on there. Um, they'll have garlic sauce, barbecue sauce, ketchup, mustard, like whatever you want. Um, they'll have they um, they normally have um, like writer cucumber sauce as well. Uh, never touch the stuff, but they do have it. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, then also you get a very good portion of chips or fries, as uh, people would say over here in America. Um, and uh, uh, having let's see a box about this big. I know it's a little difficult to tell on here, but um, like so. I would say a little about that. Bigger than that. Okay. Uh, so yeah, a box like that. Um, with the, you watch the video version if you if you yeah. got this in your ears. You yeah, can see sorry. measurements. Yeah, and unfortunately, I do not have a tape measure, so I cannot tell you the uh, the dimensions of that. Yeah, they but, you probably um, give us in centimeters or some shit, <laughs> meters or whatever the fuck. <laughs> You're like, I can't convert this shit. <laughs> I mean, hell, I would take a meter-long box of chips. <laughs> I would happily take that. Uh, but um, but anyway, so like, so that side box, um, yeah, and and probably about half that width ways as well. Um, uh, so that with the the pitta stuffed with the meat, like it's completely full and then slightly overflowing, and then whatever sauce you wanted, and then a heaping portion of chips. Um, that would be about three pound fifty. Uh, mm-hmm. Back then, so that would that would be about five dollars. Yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah, um, I've, I've I've found <laughs> that the most money that I spend on anything in my life is always food. <laughs> <laughs> and no no amount of electronics that I have around me is just like if you put everything side by side. Like this is an eighteen hundred dollar computer setup right here. Right, but if you put that. Beside my grocery bill and all the just a miscellaneous food and snacks and all this other shit I got, it would probably be double that because yeah. I'm just a food eating motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I absolutely, uh, absolutely agree with that. That's fine. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, technology is fantastic. Yeah, not gonna. 
depending on the technology, not going to keep you alive. So yeah. yes, and, and if you're going to, yeah, yeah, I can use the technology to get me the food. <laughs> yes, that's how to get you. Uh, but uh, um, yeah, so um, and uh, these kebab shop typically open till about four in the morning. So they are anywhere where you have university students, anywhere where you have a at least two pubs within a um, – I was going to say one mile here. <laughs> it's England. Um, within, <laughs> within about like a street of each other, um, there will be a kebab shop somewhere in the vicinity. <laughs> um, As it should be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and – uh, nicely enough, there was a kebab shop that was a almost literally 45-second walk from my front door for two years. Um, and that was when I was working either very, 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 very early morning shift um, or very, very, very late evening shift. So um, if I was ever working evening shift, I would walk past my front door, go to the kebab shop, and I was in there so often that about every three or four um, journeys in, they just wouldn't charge me. So I went more often. <laughs> and I yeah. definitely put on some weight there. Um, they even, uh, at that one, because uh, uh, not all of them can do it depending on what they have. Um, they, they name did. one after you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. Uh, but no, um, they, they did deep fried Mars bars. Um, add one of their options and I once walked in and said um, you know, I, I myself prefer Snickers to Mars uh, mm -hmm. like would you ever do a deep fried Snickers would you do that instead and they turned around to me and said if you bring it in we'll do it like they wouldn't even charge me you bring it in we'll do it um, over the road from this place which is called Ken's Cabanas <laughs> uh, there was a news agent's so I could walk out the door, over the road, into the newsagent, buy myself a Snickers or other chocolate bar, walk back out the door, walk over the road, hand it over, and say, here you go. Uh, and so uh, I had uh, uh, I had a few relatively cheap deep-fried chocolate things along with my uh, my heaping portion of chips and kebabs. So, yeah, that was a good time. That is... That's probably the English food that um, that I miss having access to the most because there are several well, sure. places, several yeah. places around here that actually do phenomenal fish and chips. Um, yeah. They might not be quite the same chips that um, yeah. you can get at a fish and chip shop because there's absolutely no way you can um, like fake or try and do fish and chip shop chips outside of fish and chip shop well, you well, just shit, can't <laughs> well shit my man if you are longing for uh, some kind of fried delicacy you in the land of opportunity baby i mean i didn't see everything fried fried pickles fried oreos fried twinkies fried mm -hmm. motherfucking ice cream i don't know how you do it but they do it got yeah, um yeah i have to, i i have heard of that and i want to try it but yes. yeah, how the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> how does that exist? Um, and yeah, I uh, the one thing that I wish I had tried, but I allowed myself to be talked out of it, was um, uh, I, I live in Ohio. I have been to the Ohio State Fair um, once or twice. I uh, can't actually remember if I've been a second time or not. Uh, but we were walking through, having a look at everything, and there was a giant sign 
saying that there was a place where you could get a burger, a, a cheeseburger, and uh, it was sandwiched between two Krispy Kreme donuts. Oh, yeah. I've had. Yeah. And they, uh, they have those here. I've yeah. even had it to where they did uh, two honey buns as the buns. Honey buns, honey bun buns, honey bun, <laughs> honey buns. <laughs> sweet things between two yeah. sweet things. Um, yeah, and it, it was something that I was like, I knew for a fact that I could down that thing. Mm-hmm. I also knew for a fact that I shouldn't. It was, <laughs> it was definitely not something that I should do. Uh, I wanted to, but I shouldn't. And uh, and my wife did turn to me and just say. If you eat that, you're not riding home. <laughs> so I was like, okay, fair enough. <laughs> I, I concede that one. I had deep fried Oreos um, later on that visit, um, as as did she. But like that, that one was just a, <laughs> a step too far towards heart attack um, for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. But um, uh, uh, speaking of my wife, uh, getting back. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, we, we it, this is a a, a a a game that we play, Paul. I understand. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. I am. Um, yeah, you're paying uh, me back is what you're doing because I get on your show and we're supposed to be talking about this one specific movie. Then we wind up over here and over yep. here and over there. You know, I, I it's just payback. I understand. No, yeah, yeah. This is. Um, this is generally what a conversation with me is like. So, <laughs> so yeah, that, it's, yeah. Um, seeing that you was talking about Captain Planet on the Harry Potter forum, yes, mm-hmm. you, your your conversation went left to Albuquerque a long time ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, 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 but yes, uh, so obviously, as I say, I, I realized that I was I was really thinking about it way more than I'd ever thought about anyone before, and it was something that I was like. Um, you know, I need to to do act on this somehow. Like I need to do something. So, mm-hmm. um, so I ended up just asking her out. Uh, she said yes, uh, and uh, um, we were obviously doing the long distance thing. Um, you know, a lot of that was actually just as Skype was really kind of uh, taken off. So mm-hmm. that's um, why a that, lot of people uh, have a hard time getting rid of Skype. It's a lot of sentimental value. It's part of the childhood for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and no, I um, I'm still uh, paying Skype fees right now. Goddamn it, I, I don't even use it no more. You, I need to cancel it. <laughs> yeah, no, I um, uh, I I ended up buying one of the first uh, like international plans, uh, but it was like it was pay as you go, sort of. Yeah. I, it was it was a bit of a weird one. Uh, luckily for me, um, the Skype numbers allowed you to call mobiles in america for free mm-hmm, um, yeah so so i Are was able to do that Skype? i'm about to cancel my shit right now yeah <laughs> yes uh yes way back when it was actually relevant and actually good um but yeah so so they had that they, they had all of this setup stuff that was that made it so easy for us to keep in touch and everything like um uh i i had uh for, luckily for me, I had my own computer in my bedroom. Um, because my, uh, my my computer, yeah, I am I'm of the generation where I remember 
using a DOS computer. Oh, yeah. My, my parents had, had a DOS computer. Had to put um, the bag all square, fucking floppy in there and everything. Yeah, I, I um, my parents, they had a, a DOS computer and then they bought a Windows 95 computer and they gave me the DOS computer. So the first year or two um, of computers, uh, I obviously could use a Windows computer, but I had my own DOS one. So I had the the fantastic games that were on there, um, uh, which, which were very green, um, and very, very angular. Um, the, the one I remember most, it was actually a maze, uh, mm-hmm. that you would get through, like you would go through the maze, you would get into vehicle, move the vehicles out of the way and then continue through the maze. And it, it made this weird synthetic sound every time you finished a maze and then it would just generate a new one. I have never found anyone that knows what the game is. Mm. Um, I, I, I have tried to describe it to people. I have yeah. even duplicated the noise that it would make when you won a level. And nobody I have ever talked to about it has any clue what I'm talking about. I, so <laughs> To include myself. Yep. <laughs> the only thing I remember about my old school computer, the spinach green screen and everything, and the floppy disk about yay big, <laughs> is we had... Will of Fortune, okay. and we had Family Feud, and we would play those things <laughs> on there. And okay. I can just remember it because it was weird. We had the computer, and it was on the porch. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because like my father, my mom, the reason we had the computer was because of my mom. And and I believe that's where I got my interest in technology and just like frivolous shit from my mother. Because <laughs> you would think somebody that wanted those type of items would be more technologically sound. And my mother was not. She just wanted those things because those things was the new hot shit. <laughs> so we had a computer. We had, she had one of the first cell phones and, you know, I, I, I've seen all this technology come through my house as a kid or whatever. You know, I, I could say I was fortunate enough in that aspect, but nobody knew how to use the shit but me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, no, I. It's just yeah, crazy. I, I resemble that remark. Um, yes, now there's uh, one of my favorite stories that I love to tell every single time it comes up, and my mother hates that I tell it every single time it comes up. Um, I. I had an mp3 player back when they were starting to take off as well i never had an apple one um well uh, not true i think i had an apple nan an ipod nano at some point um for like a year before i ended up going like well this isn't working anymore and i don't want to spend that much money on a new one i'm just gonna get something off amazon for 10 pounds dude let me tell you I fought Apple as long as I fucking could. <laughs> when the MP3 thing took off with, and then they started making the iPad, um, iPod, I mean, I damn, I, I fought it to the bitter end. I had a goddamn Zoom. <laughs> I had every version of the Zoom that they released. That the big brick one that kind of resembled the original freaking um, iPod. Uh, yeah. Then I had the, uh, they made a slimmer one. And then they wind up making a touchscreen one. I had every iteration of the Zoom that ever came out. And I loved that thing to fucking death. I bought <laughs> at least five of those things, you know, and those motherfuckers was expensive at the time when they were relevant. 
And when they discontinued service and Microsoft started, stopped making them, I was so fucking sad because, <laughs> damn, I had to get an iPod. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I quite clearly remember going through because what would happen was the first MP3 player I ever had was it was about ten pounds off of Amazon. I'm fairly certain it was. Ordered it. I uh, got shipped to my parents' house, and I because um, I was still there. And it was a USB stick mm-hmm. that you would put put, put into, into the, the computer, computer, and you could and get you just plug uh, headphones in it, and you just transfer the files. Yep, you could get a whopping one hundred songs on that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, it was your own personal curated hit list of uh, everything you were listening to at the time. And so I would listen to that. And uh, I would wear out the battery every single day because those things were not built to actually be listened to in long periods. Um, So, so yeah, that was it. Um, uh, And then I ended up at some point getting the, uh, the iPod ones that were about that big, like just, you can just about get them in your thumb Mm -hmm. uh, index finger. Um, and it had the little screen on it and it had that wheel. So you had to roll yep. your thumb around to get that to move. Um, I had that, uh, for about a year and then I ended up, um, I think it cracked and I was like, I'm not having my parents spend stupid amounts of money on that. I'm not going to spend my money on, on that because, um, even though I enjoyed it and I started listening to podcasts on that, actually, um, I still, I wasn't going to spend that much money on a new one so i got something that it was called a zen something i remember the brand was zen um and it was a fairly blocky thing uh definitely thicker than the uh the ipod stuff uh but it was a solid piece of tech and um i i raved about it enough that my my mother decided that she was going to get it because she wanted to listen to music outside of just sitting in front of the computer. Um, and my mother has a computing degree. I want you to remember that fact. My mother went back to university um, after um, after I had gone to university, um, after she was no longer having to deal with my brother and sister going through school. Um, she went back to university uh, as I was at university and uh, got her computing degree. Um, and then uh, I was in... I think with my last year of university, uh, she'd already got a degree. She got this thing and she called me up one day to say, Hey, are you coming back uh, this weekend? Because uh, uh, I think once a month or something, I would go back uh, just for the, the weekend and July. And she said, Can you come back? Because I'm having an issue with this thing. Like I have put all of my music on it and all of her music was you know, 30 albums at that point. Um, She's like, every single time I put, I make sure it's all on there and I go to use it and it just keeps playing the same album over and over. Um, this album was by the Kaiser Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> anyone wants to look it up? Um, uh, I don't think it was Employment. I think it was the next one, but I can't remember the name of that off the top of my head. But anyway, uh, and I said, okay, fine. Um, I was planning on coming back anyway, so uh, I'll be back in a few days. We'll, I'll look at it, see what's going on. And I'm racking my brains trying to think what could possibly be going on here. Like, Probably wouldn't press and save or import. 
ah, <laughs> you, you've almost hit on it. Um, so, so like, yeah, I've been using this thing for years at this point. Like, I knew exactly how it worked. Like, once it's on there, and she was assuring me that she could see on the computer that the files were on there. It's like, once it's on there, it's on there. Like, the, it's not wiped, especially if she's playing music through it. It's, mm-hmm. it's on there. So I was like, okay, um, I came home. I'm racking my brain, trying to figure out what's going on. I walk in the door. She practically just hands it to me as I walk in the door. Here you go. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. I got the hug, and as I step out of the hug, here it comes. Um, And she's like, here it is. Can you tell me what's wrong with it? And I look at it, and uh, what I can see is it's the album, like uh, the screen's on, it's the album, it's halfway through a song, um, so it's on there. So I hit the menu button, and it goes back to the album, which was the song list. And so I hit menu button again, and then it goes out, and there's a list of every single album that's on the thing. And I say, did did you not press the, the button? <laughs> and she was like, like what? Like what button? I said, the the button right here that you press to get to everything. Did you not press that? She said. Well, no. Does it not do it automatically? I'm like, you have a computing degree. <laughs> you went to university to learn how computers work. How did you manage to mess this up so badly? So, I mean, I couldn't complain because I was home. I had free meals for, <laughs> for, yeah, yeah. for the weekend and everything, and then I went back up. But, uh, but yeah, like it, that was probably the most technologically inept i've ever seen my my mother um uh, uh, but uh, but yeah i i've always i've always loved <laughs> seeing technology grow and i uh, i firmly believe that i i'm of the generation that was really on the cusp of everything there because i i remember um uh, having to deal with dial up um you know i i I, shit, I remember not having dial up at all or any type of shit, you know? Yeah. No, that's the thing. I, I, the first few years growing up, um, I, I did not have access to internet. Then just as I'm reaching the point where like, I, I would be able to really start using technology and getting into it. Like my parents got the computer, they got the internet, uh, which, uh, with the internet, that's when they got the Windows 95 computer. So um, so I got their old DOS computer, uh, and then I got their old 95 when they got the 98. And so, because, yeah, for some reason, whenever they went up in operating software, they also <laughs> upgraded the computer. So I just got the old one each time. Uh, I'm not, again, not complaining. <laughs> yeah. I, I was happily taking this. But, uh, yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> aside, we were talking about Skype a little while ago. Um, yes, what, what is thirty percent of two ninety nine? Thirty percent of two ninety nine. Yeah, two dollars and ninety nine cent. Thirty percent of two dollars and ninety nine cent. Okay, um, so that would be uh, so two nine point nine. So let's just go two nine and then times that by three. So that'll be um, eighty seven. So that's uh, uh, about eighty seven, eighty nine. Uh, 87 88 cents so i'm trying to cancel my shit and it was like we'll give you 30 percent off your next bill if you stay (laughs) (laughs) so so you'll be paying a whopping two dollars and 12 (laughs) cents 
and then because uh, like I, I I pay a recurring fee for a Skype number, and okay. I pay for the you know because you have to get minutes, so I pay the little fee a month, so that's two ninety nine, so a little over ten bucks a month that I pay for this shit. <laughs> so they're offering me a free month for the phone number and thirty okay. percent off the bill to follow. <laughs> and then for the Skype service itself, they offered me thirty percent off the next bill. But I'm going to cancel yeah. it anyway. I, well, I was going to say at this point, and uh, the reason I know this is because I'm actually using it with work because I've been working remotely for the past year and a bit. Um, is you want to get pretty much everything you could get from Skype, just from like phone number and that sort of stuff, um, for free? Just use google voice exactly because yeah that that's free with a google account and a google account is free uh so and yeah. you can call the show at 304-825-5762 that's my that's my google voice number <laughs> did you like how i teed that up for you <laughs> mm-hmm. well, another thing uh, that you need to tee up for me is uh you know you say you're gonna take your wife on a date how 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 do we get to america paul <laughs> Okay. We are uh, hour 30 minutes in and I still don't know how you got to America. Okay, okay. okay. I will try and stay on top of it. So, yes. Um, so, as I said, so we were talking all the time like on Skype and everything, like sorted all that out. And then uh, we reached a point where it was like, okay, one of us needs to go and see the other one. Like that. That's just how it was going to be. And, um, for me, I was like, uh, I, yeah, I'll go over there. Like number one, the guy going over to see the girl, um, just in general, uh, typically safer and all of that. Um, and, uh, I'll, yeah, for people that are like, well, yeah, it could be anything like, yeah, Obviously, at this point, yeah, you don't, yeah. You don't want the lady coming over there. You got like Jack the Ripper running around and shit of all this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he's still a nuisance. I don't know how he's uh, still around, but uh, no, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, obviously, at that point, we have been talking uh, hours and everything. We'd seen each other, you know, we, yeah, there wasn't that stranger danger. There wasn't that, oh, you're meeting someone on an internet. Like, it, it wasn't that at that point, but still. Um, just made the most sense for me to come over. So I, I came over here, uh, for a couple of weeks and then, uh, we went back, um, then obviously long distance again. Uh, and, uh, and I will, I will obviously say like, it's hard being long distance is very, 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 very hard. Um, and so I, I fully understand why a lot of people struggle with that. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, it, uh, for me, it was one hundred percent worth it. Uh, for many others, I know um, uh, it, it is as well. So, um, uh, but uh, yeah, so we did that. She came over to England, um, and then she actually ended up deciding that she wanted to do her uh, psychology degree um, in uh, in England as well, uh, yeah. because because in England. Um, uh, Brief tangent, very brief tangent. Um, uh, when you go to university, uh, what happens is you go to a university for a degree, so psychology. Um, your first year, you do four modules of psychology in the first semester, and then you do four modules of psychology in the second semester. Um, 
as long as you pass the first year, you're good. Uh, it doesn't count towards your final grade. Then in the second year, you do four modules of psychology, followed by four modules of psychology. And then in the third year, you do three modules of psychology, followed by with a final year project, followed by three modules of psychology and a continuation of your final year project. Um, and that's it. Um, unless you're going for a medical degree or something really, really, really specific like that, uh, university is three years uh, and you get a bachelor's degree. And, um, uh, and yeah, the first year doesn't count towards your grade. It's 40% uh, your second year, 40% your third year, and 20% your final year project, unless you are doing something else very specialist that they don't change it. Um, whereas over here, Buck knows what you're going to do <laughs> because they just throw in everything and say, you need this, go do it. Um, Mr. Yeah, so she'd been through that before. And um, as I was explaining what it's like in England and as she was looking around, she realized she really wanted to, to do it in England. So she did. Um, and we were over here and then we, um, uh, I had uh, proposed to her um, and it was incredibly obvious I was going to do it when I decided I was going to do it. Um, and I was uh, um, both very nervous and incredibly just uh, like obviously <laughs> uncomfortable with the like doing it. Like it, um, It's one of those things where it's like, if you know me, um, especially back then, like doing those sorts of things in, in public and in front of other people, like, mm. I hated that. I hated the idea of having to do things in front of other people, um, uh, doing my podcast and, uh, and just everything else. Um, and just being with my wife and uh, kind of working through some things like now I'm fine with it. Yeah. Like, you know, I, <laughs> I, I'm absolutely fine with it now. Back then, if you told me that I was going to be doing this type of thing, talking to, to all sorts of people and managing all this, like I would have not believed you. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, but yeah, no, this. Um, uh, so she she decided to come over, and then in her third year, we got married. Um, so it was uh, uh, we got married in January of her third year of university, and uh, we we got to that point, and it was like okay where are we going to be after she's done at university? Hello, everybody. This is Hoppy. What's up, everybody? I'm over here cooking dinner with hooks, rubs, and spices. Uh, B-Rob turned me on to this stuff, and i tell you what, it's great. It's a homemade blend of the finest ingredients sourced from Texas Garden, Farmers, and Markets. And it's some good shit. i tell you what. Try the smoking sweetness, or you can try Hoppy's favorite, the Mad Cow, which is a nice peppery slap in the face. One taste, and you'll be hooked. Hooks, rubs, and spices. 